Hey, y'all, before we get started, if you are enjoying this podcast, if you've listened to several episodes and have learned anything, if you'll do me a favor, take a screenshot and share this with someone who is a newbie in your life, who's interested in NFTs, but might feel overwhelmed. We want to get this education into the hands as many or the ears as many people as we can. So if you'll do me a favor and share this with one person in your life who you know would enjoy this content and have some fun learning about NFTs, we definitely appreciate it. Let's get into the show. Hey, everyone, welcome back. If you are not in our Discord channel, please go to the show notes and join. But look, today we are talking to the president of Vayner NFT, Avery Akineni. And look, here's what you need to know. We, Heather and I always admit how much of newbies we are. We're talking to a president of a company that helps businesses launch their NFTs and get into the game. And you are going to hear how new it is to her as well. So if you think you're late to the game, you think twice. Let's get into the show. Look, are you interested in investing or collecting NFTs, but are overwhelmed with all the information? Heather and I were true, true NFT newbies. We're gonna break it down as we're learning, as we wander unafraid into the world of digital art. Listen, y'all, we're gonna cure you of your FOMO, mildly educate you and give our unqualified opinions and hopefully have a lot of laughs along the way. All right, Avery, um, my very first question is, I was listening to some other podcasts you were on and you talked about being in San Francisco at some point, and you also talked about being uh, an investor in crypto. And I was wondering like what your counterparts and colleagues thought when you took over Vayner and they're just like, you're doing what? Like, what is this M NFT nonsense? You even thought like, it's kind of a stretch, Gary, what's going on here? How did you kind of start to explain it to people as you started to see it unfold as like, this is the truth? Yeah, for sure. So um, I think that when I went from running our APAC business um, to this NFT thing, a lot of people were, you know, understandably skeptical. They're like, hey, our business is crushing it. We went from like zero to 200 people in two years. Like we're winning all these awards. Like we're just getting started with this business. Like what is this NFT thing? What is an NFT? I've never heard of this. Is this real? Is this a scam? And my counterpoint was this is going to be the future. Digital ownership is going to be a huge thing for everyone. And the same way that people value like social media um, and they value their games and skins and all these things. It was just so obvious that this is where it's going to head. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because in just like a short six months, the same people who are like, oh, like, what is this? This is like, you know, you'll be back here soon enough are like, teach me about NFTs. I want to learn more. It's funny yes. how, how quick uh, the script flips. Yes. Um, so it's been been awesome to be on that journey. But I've never really worried too much about um, other people's perspective. I have a lot of, you know, conviction in, in what I think is going to be huge. And also, I have a lot of trust in my amazing boss, Gary. <laughs> yeah. Heather, what do you got? Well, I just I want to know a little bit about kind of your intro to NFTs, like what was it about that that attracted you or you wanted to go ahead and go into this lane? Yeah, I think a couple of things. Um, one, uh, so I've been investing in crypto for a long time. And my first introduction to that was actually like a friend who was like a, you know, exotic bonds trader got super into NFT into uh, crypto very early on. And then he got into NFTs. Um, and, uh, you know, he'd been, been all about the Ethereum blockchain for quite some time. He was the person who turned me on to Ethereum. And then I started to see these ecosystems and communities being built um, around sort of NFTs and um, there, I guess a couple of like core disciplines I saw really winning, like gaming, sports, art, um, and all of that underpinned by this like really strong community buy-in. So I was like, oh, usually when people have like such a strong conviction about something, it's almost like a cult-like devotion to some of these projects. And yeah. I thought that was, 
you know, just worth exploring, like why people feel so strongly. I mean, I think what like really, um, just being hands-on with it, um, shifted my perspective was vFriends. Um, there's just such a huge difference between being an active, you know, even participant of a community and then being responsible for like execution. There's a just giant gap of like knowledge there. And just the more that we learned about what was required to get some of these off the ground, everything from like selling through the mint to developing a discord community. Um, as I started to see all of that kind of click together, I got so much more into it. And um, I think my journey in NFTs in the past year has been like really exponential just in terms of how much I've learned. And, and I still think that I'm, I'm learning every single day. Um, I have a question actually when you, you're in Miami, but I have been saying Art Basil for the longest time. It's Art Basil, everybody, <laughs> by the way. So I saw it's you whatever down there you call it. <laughs> and it's impossible to ignore. Um, what I've noticed at least, uh, and I come from a very male dominated industry. I think most industries mm -hmm. are kind of male dominated, mm. but there's like a fucking rise right now of like women projects, like flower girls, boss beauties, um, you know, women in weapons. And it's just like this amazing, I actually look at these projects and the discords and the product. I'm like, this is superior to a lot of the things I'm seeing coming out. And I don't mean to say it in a surprising way, it's just really awesome to see. And I wanted to get your take on how that was when you experienced like some of those panels you were on in Miami. Yeah, for sure. I think that you're right. Um, and I know you're coming rich from, um, from military background too, which is like super male dominated. Um, I think we've started to see um, some of these female projects really get a lot of the attention that they deserve, but we have so much more to go sure. in terms of like sort of pay, um, pay yes. quality and um, also like sort of fostering the right environment of diverse diversity and inclusion for all creators, right? Yeah. Like, so we've made some progress with the the projects that you mentioned, which are killing it. Yeah. All those founders are amazing. They're out there, they're docs, they're, they're building their communities, getting feedback and, and like incredible artists on top of all of that. Um, so I love to see it. I still think we've got a lot, uh, we've got a very, very long road ahead of us in terms of onboarding more women into the world of crypto and NFTs. And I think what's going to push that is through these projects, getting mainstream recognition, because you're right, you can't ignore it. Um, at, at Art Basel and with um, within the crypto community for you know some major voices wanting to highlight female creators, guys like Bobby Hundreds or Gary Vee, yeah, yeah. really shining a spotlight on these um, amazing women. But what we need to see is a more mainstream spotlight on these projects, getting them into yeah. the world, right? Getting world of women to be known as a household name, just not just an NFT community name, which is something that um, I'm really looking forward to. Hope hopefully being able to contribute to bringing to you know a much bigger spot light uh, in the next six months, 12 months, 18 months. Hey newbies, our friend Sean has made an online course called NFTs Simplified. So consider it an extension of the things that we've tried to help you do. Now this course is gonna cover a few things and we wanna tell you about it because it is very affordable and it is very worthwhile. So obviously we're gonna cover what an NFT is, how to transfer Ether crypto into your wallet, how to buy an NFT, NFT security basics, all so that you can do the things you want. Some of you wanna make money, some of you wanna invest money, some of you wanna make sure your NFTs and your monies are safe. And that's exactly uh, why we're pairing up with Sean for this. So there will be five video lessons and there's also plenty of course handouts and notes. Uh, I'm looking at some of the reviews right now. Here's one from Helene saying the course is great. I love the graphics and wish I had time to watch all this before I tried to do it myself. So there's additional reviews just like that, that made us confident to partner with him and to offer this course to you for 19 bucks. Okay. That's about three Starbucks grande drinks. Okay. 
So think about it, 19 bucks to keep your NFTs safe, to get you some of that extended knowledge that you want, and to just have a course from someone who is driven to help you. So we'll link it in the show notes. See you next time. Let's get a little let's get a little techie here because right. you got to educate us on this this tweet that Gary sent out today and then you sent out too. So we've we've covered on the show obviously Ethereum blockchain projects that are on that and there's some other blockchains like Solana etc. What I thought was interesting about what was announced today with Immutable, I hope I'm yep. pronouncing it right, Immutable X, is it something that's built on top of I guess for lack of better terms the Ethereum blockchain that y'all are using for the book games. And so it's not the way it was quoted in the blog is it's not competing against Ethereum. It's working mm -hmm. with Ethereum. And I don't, and I've never heard of this. I don't yeah. know what's going on. So Avery, can you break down what is Immutable X? Yeah. So Immutable X is like the first layer two for NFTs on Ethereum. And Gary felt really strongly on wanting to do something that was related to Ethereum for his community, because, you know, y'all might remember that not so long ago, Gary and his team were onboarding so many people into MetaMask, into the world of NFTs built on Ethereum. Mm -hmm. But we do know that there are some challenges. Um, uh, you know, gas fees are a real thing. And when you're talking like millions of books sold, um, we want, we don't want to be paying millions of dollars yeah. of, of sort of associated gas. And also the, I think the number of folks who bought into the, uh, Gary's book and, and the NFTs that accompany that is so much larger. Yes. So Gary really wanted to design something that was on a sort of layer two solution. And I think Immutable X fits that really well. Zero gas fees, instant trades, and sort of carbon neutral NFTs make this, um, you know, something that I think really scales quite well. Um, Ethereum is an incredible um, blockchain and we're huge believers in it. But just from a scalability perspective, you know, hundreds of thousands of NFTs on Ethereum all at once creates a lot of congestion in the network and creates a lot of, you know, technical deployment challenges. So we wanted to look at a layer two. And I think Immutable um, is one that that's really, really strong. And we're, we're proud to be working with them um, on this project and, and hopefully more to come. We, we've had some partners cool. who have very, very affordable NFTs. I'm talking like, I don't know, 0. 0.00 whatever. It's like a hundred bucks. And then they're like, the gas yeah. fee was 160. I'm like, exactly. my condolences. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what to tell we've you. We've had that same challenge. <laughs> I think it's a real, it's a real thing when you oh want to create something that's accessible, but the gas fees are not accessible. That's, yeah. that's a challenge. So how does that work? Do you have like a separate wallet with with Immutable or can you use the MetaMask You too? can bridge it over to your MetaMask wallet, but you um, also sort of have an Immutable X wallet. You guys will, all will be unveiled when, when Book Games launches. Mm -hmm. But okay. the great thing is you can bridge it over because it is a layer two. Um, okay. So that means it can be bridged over. If you guys think about some, have you guys ever used a Poap? Uh, no, I was learning about that today, but yes. Okay, cool. So, nope. um, check out Poaps. It's, it's a slightly different, um, technology, but it's on XDAI, which is also layer two. So what that means is you can actually convert that into your MetaMask wallet. For people you who have to are pay gas to do that, but got it for people who are listening right now, when you're just talking about Poaps and the other thing you just said, like eight months ago, <laughs> could you talk like that? Heck no. Um, I've learned, like, you know, I yeah, like to say people are always on. like, oh, you're an NFT expert. I'm like, I am still an NFT student, way more than an expert. Anyone who tells you they're an NFT expert is, um, uh, maybe, is maybe not the most humble because there's always something new to learn with, uh, with NFTs. Um, here's a question I had. I know you get asked a zillion times over, especially because it's part of the business anyway, like, how can I leverage the NFTs for my business and all these other things? Um, 
you know, and when you look at someone like Gary and then Vayner NFT with the Halloween drops, the Uno collaboration, the Carrot collaboration, the Budweiser drop and all these other things, that's not normal for a regular business, right? Like <laughs> it, it, it clearly makes We're sense. We're all in. Yeah, exactly. Like he, it, it makes complete sense with how he's rolled over the years, right? But for an average business, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's the innovations are like like you can't even quantify them. So like, how do you even, if a dentist came to you right now or like our firm wants to work with Vayner NFT and figure out whatever you're going to get. And you're like, Oh yeah. Like how do you even tell them where to begin or how to think? Yeah. I think the way, um, the first thing we do is we recommend people get hands-on because a lot of times like this dentist will say, you want to do it. And you're like, awesome. Do you have a wallet? Which NFTs do you own? And they're like, uh, question mark. And they're, they're looking at it as more of a commercialization. The first thing we recommend to everyone is you need to actually get in the game. So you mentioned Budweiser. And when they first said, hey, we want, we're interested in this kind of thing you guys did with friends. The first thing we did was get a wallet, buy an NFT. We have to show up that you're here and you wow. want to be part of this. Yeah. And that was, you know, we made a purchase of the Tom Sachs. Um, Budweiser made a purchase of the Tom Sachs rocket of the beer.eth domain. And that really like showed the community, hey, Budweiser here and they care. And they mm-hmm. actually didn't drop anything for months after that, right? Like mm. just listening and learning and getting hands-on, I think is super important. Yep. You saw Adidas do the same thing, right? Oh, Adidas, man. like they, they've been working with G-Money for months and, and they're not a Vayner NFT client, but I admire what they did. Um, they worked with G-Money, they worked with Punk's Comics, they worked with um, Board Ape to really do something authentic and they launched a POE app first just to show the community that like they're here. Um, I think that's the right way to do it. So I would tell that dentist, get a wallet, um, think about how you're actually going to contribute. Maybe you're buying like different NFTs or shaped like teeth, I don't know, whatever they're yep. into. And then think about how you can add value to that ecosystem. Is it a POE app every time you visit and then if you get 10, you get a free whatever. Grill, you know, like think a grill. About something. Like, I think that's yeah, how you get I grill. <laughs> you get a fresh like grill like like 10, 10 nfts <laughs> one of the things i love about nfts is it's putting so much emphasis on community building and it's just demanding brands focus so much on building community and, and, and it's a skill set that a lot of people say that we're good at or whatever but how do you train these brands on community building specifically outside of just like get on discord, start building yeah. a social media? Like what are the tactical things that you do to tell them to build their communities? Yeah. Well, I think a lot of these brands, like they've been building communities for centuries, you know, it's like, it's not new to them. Um, we just had an NFT drop actually today with coach and like, they've been building communities for hundreds of years. We did one with Robert Mondavi last week. That was like, you know, they've been doing this for decades. So there's a lot of, they understand how to build community. It's more like, how do you build, um, a web three community, which is inherently different, right? Because in web two, it was, or even like previously, it was like, they had all the power and everyone else was just following. It's more like thinking, how do we find a way to empower the community to own part of this, to have some element of influence? That's the thing that's new. And I think we're all figuring it out, right? Interesting. Um, We're figuring it out from a crypto perspective, from an ownership perspective, from a utility perspective with these NFTs, just thinking how can they empower their community and also bring in all the folks that they've had, you know, they've been converting as fans for centuries, right? How do we get them to care about NFTs? Because to me, that's one of the huge values that these mass brands can bring is they can bring their communities into this world, which yeah. ultimately um, grows the overall NFT community. Um, one of my last questions is, I had a, a commanding officer a long time ago who's like, you know, he would always discuss his goals, you know, for the squadron. Um, and he goes, and his were actually 10 things he 
he did not want to happen. And I thought it was amazing. I was like, this is great. Like a lot of it was focused on how many flight hours are we going to have? How are we going to do this? You know, blah, blah, how many qualifications? And he's like, no, this is what's not going to happen. And I'm interested to see what you've seen from people who haven't done it right or have punted it or have kind of went too fast, too far or too, too far, too fast or whatever, uh, you know, big brand or small brand and obviously no names or anything like that. But what, what is not working that you've seen for sure and that people should avoid doing? You know, that's a really good question, Rich, and I love how you phrase that. Um, I think what's not working is just sitting it out and thinking that this is a fad, right? Because I'm reticent to criticize people who are participating because when you're new and you're a first mover, everyone's looking for something to be like, this is wrong. But the reality is there are so few mainstream people who are even participating in this right now that I think Mm. those who are getting in the game, yeah, they might take a few missteps and like everybody's learning, right? And that's the you know, that's the beauty of web three is it is an inclusive community that, that wants to support and rise and sort of like all the tide will lift all boats. Mm -hmm. So I think that the folks who are really getting it wrong are the people who think it's a fad, who don't think this is real and who aren't taking it seriously or like, Oh, you know, I'm, I have zero plans to change anything we're doing because, um, this is going to go away in five years. Those are the same people, five months, five years. Those are the same people who didn't think social media was real, who didn't think the internet was real. And they're the ones who are really going to be further behind than the people who might take a step and maybe miss something or send out the wrong tweet, but end up, you know, still committed to the space. Um, And I think also that long-term commitment, that long-term thinking is what's super required because this isn't something that's going to like, you're going to have your big win and it ends. It's like you have your big win and it begins. Like, it's not like, you know, the sellout, the mint sellout is that's not the end point. That's the starting line. Um, So thinking about it like that, I think is the right way for, you know, for folks of influence to think about NFTs. What, What would taking it seriously look like? What are some missing elements of taking it seriously for you? Getting set up with crypto having a wallet, supporting Mm -hmm. creators, understanding Mm -hmm. what's happening in this ecosystem as well. It doesn't necessarily have to be like action, right? It can be like following discords, maybe in your, you know, tons of every, you know, tons of major brands are going to do a Super Bowl commercial this year. Thinking of like ways to highlight some of the creators and like the excitement of what's happening. I just think it would be such a miss to not think that this is like a real cultural zeitgeist to pay attention to. I love it. We are going to wrap with, we get these, we have this interview question deck and i just pick a random question and here we go um it might be harder it might be easy to answer but whom whom uh do you secretly envy whom? who do i Ooh. secretly envy um hmm, this is a that is a tough one the rock. um i i like to think about myself as like not yeah i know you guys were talking about the rock before i like to think about myself as uh not an envious person but like broadly like i'm super uh secretly envious of creators mm-hmm. of just like artists i in my mind think i'm a creative director mm. but i'm so not so i admire <laughs> um appreciate and even have a little bit of the uh green envy for these incredible artists who are doing such awesome stuff yeah. where my strength yeah. is is really more like operations and business um but i'm jealous and in, in total admiration of people who can actually create something beautiful to share with the world well the creators need operations Excellent. and operations need creators so exactly it, it all works together Come on. <laughs> um okay That's well right. we will definitely link up where people can find you in the show notes uh we're ridiculously happy that you were able to join us especially during a break uh so thank you for coming on and we'll talk soon thank you guys for having me i have a wonderful happy holiday season and uh, i'll see you guys on nf twitter discord right. anywhere. absolutely thanks <laughs>